0: Hello and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast, where it's all about real food and holistic living in the real world with your host, nutritional therapist, Amy Love. And please note our disclaimer, all information and content in this podcast is for general information only and not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment.
1: Hello and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast. It's Tuesday, so it's Travel Tuesday, and I'm here with my husband Matt. Hi everyone. And this week we are actually up in northern Washington, almost as far north as you can get. We were in Bellingham, Washington, and going into Vancouver. So last week, let's see where we left off. We'd just gotten back from the Alaskan cruise. And we did things like a little bit out of order because we actually spent a little time in Seattle. We'd split our time in Seattle before and after the cruise, but for the sake of explaining it and the stories and the links and all that stuff, we did it kind of in one. So we actually were in Seattle for a little bit longer before we came up to Bellingham. Um, But if you're following along the podcast, it looks like we just got back from Alaska. Um, But I trust me we had some downtime so (laughs) because we needed it um but anyway we had a pretty easy drive up to bellingham from the seattle area that wasn't terribly stressful or anything there's always traffic
0: yeah it's just one highway heading up there from seattle basically yeah
1: it's just north and so um anyway we stayed at the bellingham rv park and it wasn't super glamorous but it was really quiet and safe and really conveniently located um you know, some of the, the resorts that we stay at are really fancy and done up and have a lot of amenities and games and multiple pools and things like that. And this one was just pretty basic. Um, but the people were super nice. And like I said, it was really close to everything. Um, you know, when we first got there, I thought, Hmm, I don't know about this place, but, um, yeah, it turned out to be great. So, um, the first night that we got there, we went into Bellingham. Bellingham is kind of a cute little town. Um, it's not terribly big, but you will find, you know, kind of all of your basic, you know, stores and things like that, that you're looking for. They don't necessarily have like Whole Foods and Trader Joe's, but they do have local versions of that, which actually was really fantastic. Um, and there's a great kind of real food scene, you know, going on. I found found that there was a few farm to table places, or at least that that consciousness was there and lots of like availability to, to buy things from local farms, so We really had a nice time connecting with that. One of our favorite places to go was inside the public market. Um, It was uh, Terra Co-op. And so that place was inside. Like, the public market is, like, a big building, and it has a few. It's mostly the co-op, but it has, like, a few other little stalls for other buildings. I think there's an herb shop and a a big bookstore. I think there was Ethiopian cuisine, a coffee place. Uh, a deli, little, little bakery or something. yeah, a bakery. So there's a few little, like you know, local businesses, local small businesses there, um, that makes it kind of an interesting stop. But anyway, we went and you know, kind of stocked up on groceries and. Just kind of got an idea for what the area could offer, and as always, we had to restock our kombucha and all kinds of stuff like that. So, um, And then we went to dinner at Rock and Rye Oyster House, and this was kind of a neat place. We were actually really looking forward to dinner here because we had, you know, searched their website and read their menu and picked out all kinds of great things that we wanted to eat. Yeah,
0: yummy appetizers, delicious cocktails, yeah. and we were all excited. We were all
1: excited until we got there, and while it was a nice place they had not updated their menu from the online version, and I guess they had scaled way back on their offerings, and it, nothing that we wanted to order was on the menu, so we sort of had to make some last minute um, decisions. But anyway, we ended up having um, a fine meal there. I think they had some pork belly and some salads and whatever, um, I think we had some chowder, and just sort of like, it was a lot more simple than what we had expected. Um, but it was well done. I do wish the service had been a bit better, but, um, anyway, it was what it was. Um, and then the next day we actually kind of lucked into this awesome, awesome thing. It was a scenic drive and I think it was just somewhere along, maybe in the co-op or something, I'd picked up a brochure, um, about scenic drives in the area. And there were two that they named and the first one we did was Mount Baker. Um, so going up to Mount Baker, there's a whole beautiful way to get there and you know kind of on the way i thought uh-oh like this isn't super scenic <laughs> and then it got scenic so just hang in there the first little bit like you've got to go through several towns and kind of far out and um before you get there but then it gets really kind of amazing you go through kind of a pastoral area but then into the forest and you start climbing up and We actually saw, I don't think it was even mentioned on the scenic tour, but it might have been, but maybe we didn't see it. But we see a sign for Nooksack Falls and, you know, we were like, oh, waterfalls? Like, let's check it out. Let's look at some waterfalls. Yeah. yeah. And so we didn't even know that it was there. We didn't know what to expect. It wasn't like a big to do. And um, so we, you know, turn off the road and I think it was like a dirt road and you kind of twist it around and we kind of thought, what are we in for? And, gosh, I hope this is worth it because we were already sort of chasing the sunset. Um, So, we really didn't want to spend a lot of time, you know, on side diversions. But I'm so glad that we took this turnout. And if you take this drive, you absolutely have to take this turnout because you'll park at the end of, you know, the little road. And it looks like, eh, not so much.
0: Yeah, there's only one other car there. Yeah. It was like... Our own little oasis there. I was
1: actually kind of glad there was another car there because I was a little freaked out. I was <laughs> like, this is pretty remote. And, like, <laughs> somebody could be hiding in the bushes. Like, it was <laughs> it was seriously kind of crazy. Um, But, anyway, we get out. And, like, you know, you look kind of to the, I guess, like, standing looking at the car. It would be to the right of the parking lot. There was some rapids. And it was pretty. And, you know, the water was really clear. And kind of that glacial blue or glacial green, you know, something like that. And it was pretty, but it wasn't like, whoa, this is like mind-blowing amazing. But it was a lovely spot. And, you know, there were ferns everywhere and redwoods. And it was just really lovely. But then we noticed there was a whole little area of rocks to scramble down on the other side. And we could hear water. We could hear a lot of water. Um, And so we made that little scramble. And sure enough, there was three waterfalls on the other side. And it was incredible. They were so powerful and so, I guess there'd been a rain or something or there was some melt going on or whatever, but it was like massively powerful. And what was really cool is that you kind of had like that glacial water meeting up with not glacial water, (laughs) I guess, water that had run off. yeah. Yeah, run off from a lot of different, you know, areas that was like kind of muddy brown. And then you had this clean, clean water. And they were colliding and mixing. And oh, it was amazing. Um And all like on the face of the rock, like where the water was coming down, there were all these plants and ferns and flowers and like, it kind of looked like a little magical oasis. So I'm super glad that we found this and we got to like, climb around on these rocks, and, I mean, you could, there were different paths down, so if you have different abilities, like, I think multiple people could make it down there. We're not, like, super athletes or anything, so it was easy to get down there, so don't be, you know, afraid that you're going to have to, like, climb down rock faces with children or anything. There are paths, Um, but it was really neat to walk around kind of in the mossy, rocky areas and, you know, see all the twisty tree roots, and, you know, it's just sort of that fairy tale um Pacific Northwest forest. So that was great. Um but we needed to hurry up and get back on the road to get up to Mount Baker um and see the sunset. So that's what we were really hoping, you know, to time everything with. So we get up there and oh my gosh, so amazing. I really had no idea it's a ski area. And, um, it's closed, you know, obviously for skiing when it's not ski season. Um, but you can get up there and see all of the, the views and wow, very, very cool. We actually timed it so that, you know, the sun setting on one side and then, um, And they were getting those really cool clouds. What are they? Like the UFO clouds are called lenticular clouds. If you guys haven't seen these, they're really funny. Um, They're really neat. They definitely look like UFOs in the sky. And they tend to form over mountains. And I think it tends to happen at the beginning or end of the day. I've always seen them at the end of the day. It must be something about the atmosphere at that time. But anyway, that was happening. And then the sun was setting. And then we turn around and look. And the moon is rising over Mount Shookson, and it is a full moon. And so it was just like this magical, magical moment. You're like halfway up a mountain. You know, there really wasn't that many other people around. We actually didn't pass anybody on the road at that time. There were some people when we got up to the top, but very, very few. I think in all, we maybe saw eight to ten people that day. Um, And so we're up there. You feel like you're just kind of on top of the world, that you're totally alone. It's your own little paradise. And you turn around from this gorgeous sunset and here comes the full moon right over the mountain. So we got some amazing pictures of that. Um, We posted on Instagram. If you're not following us on Instagram, head over and give us a follow, instagram.com slash realfoodwholehealth. Super easy to find. Um, But we post all our vacation uh, photos and videos there. I know I have a video of those falls at Nooksack Falls, the three waterfalls. And then this full moon coming up. Um, And it got even better than that because as we came up even further into sort of the ski area... Which, by the way, was kind of cool to see a deserted ski area. There was, <laughs> you know, like the empty chairlift and the empty little chalets. And it was
0: kind of cute. You could see the trails going down. Yeah, there. you
1: could totally see where everybody would normally be. And I can only imagine how packed it is during the winter um, because it's a pretty awesome mountain. But anyway, um, as you kind of get up in that area, you go to Vista Pond. And it's a reflecting pond. And we actually got that moon rising over Mount Shuksan um, right in the reflecting pond. So that was kind of incredible. Um, if you're going to go up there, time it so that you can be there for, um, for sunset at that time and for hopefully a moonrise. But, um, that was really amazing. And we didn't quite know what to expect. Like I said, we ran into a couple other people there that were, you know, doing photography and there was even a bride there in her dress. They were doing a really, beautiful, um, set on like a, a dock or something. It was gorgeous. Um, so anyway, that was kind of fun. And and another woman kind of helped guide us to like one of the best overlooks. So we got some amazing pictures with that. I loved it. Um, and then you actually continue to go up further. Like we just, it just kept getting better and better. We didn't know what to expect. Um, and so we get up to the top of the mountain and I mean, that was like a super, incredible sacred experience i mean you get up there and it's just like you know there were three other people up there they were doing photos they were off in their own world and they actually left as we were there and it's just this hush is falling over the land right because the the sun is setting the moon's coming up
0: and just the glow oh was my god the
1: glow everywhere and you could see so far because you're up high so you've got all different colors in the skies pinks and blues and oranges and purples. And I mean, it was just stunning. And there's mountains all around you and some have snow and some don't. And, you know, Mount Baker was kind of over like behind us, I guess. I don't think you actually go up on Mount Baker. It's like a Mount Baker overlook um, from what we could sort of decipher. Um, But that was incredible. There's glaciers, you know, everywhere. You know, again, you're looking for that kind of blue ice in the craggy, you know, mountain areas as your glaciers. And, I mean, it was just crazy. It was just so pretty. The only little thing was that there were... (laughs) swarms of very hungry mosquitoes yes
0: if you go at sunset take your natural insect repellent yeah
1: if you found one that worked (laughs) um but yeah oh my gosh it was
0: i thought we were gonna get carried off the mountain
1: i thought we kind of were um but you know what it didn't even matter like it was so worth it but i will say the mosquitoes were so thick like it was hard to photograph like i think i even had a few outtakes that had mosquitoes like flying (laughs) around in the lens. But um, yeah, it was really beautiful. So, so special. And we just like sat there. We didn't even talk. We just walked around. It was just like mind blowing how beautiful it was and what the views were. And there was even some leftover snow, you know, up there. Um, There was this one that was kind of a cool thing. It had formed like a tunnel of snow and ice and we didn't climb in it. We could have, but it was like, kind of maybe like gonna collapse i don't know because it was getting warm and yeah Yeah, it probably shouldn't have still been there this was july yeah so it shouldn't have really been there but it was so cool and uh yeah just a neat neat thing so definitely definitely do not miss out on that scenic drive we'll tell you about one in a little bit that maybe you could skip but this one was awesome um and it was like really late because we ended up staying there Way longer than we thought because it was so amazing and just walked around and just whatever, you know. Like, I'm totally into all the little alpine layer plants and checking them out because some of them take like a hundred years to grow. And so, when you're looking at stuff like that up close, I mean, all these little lichens and things, it's amazing. And I really tried to get a bunch of photography done and like just it was awesome. So, we were hungry and we thought there was going to be a place in this little town that we'd gone through. But it's seasonal and they were closed. Whoops. Um, So we ended up like screaming back down. I mean, at a legal speed limit, of course, but maybe a little bit over, (laughs) but not terribly. But we just like made a beeline back to um, Bellingham and ended up calling in at Copper Hog Gastro Pub um, because we called a lot of places to see who would be open And we were just barely going to make it. We threw in a quick to-go order for salad and a burger patty, a bunless burger. Um, They were so nice. They totally accommodated. They actually, you know, even though we called in the to-go order when we got there, you know, we were invited to please sit down, enjoy our meal. Um, You know, no big deal. They brought us, you know, water and just it was really nice. I felt really welcomed and you know, we kind of hurried. We didn't linger forever so that they could go ahead and get out of there. But yeah, that was really nice. So Copper Hog Gastropub there in Bellingham. And again, I know that you're probably multitasking as you're listening to the podcast. I will put all of these links for things that we talk about on our website. Uh, We do very detailed show notes for all of the podcast episodes. You can find all of those by going to realfoodwholehealth.com Go under podcast and under episodes. You'll see a list of all of our episodes. Click on today's episode and it'll take you to the detailed show notes with links to everything we talked about. Um, So after we were, you know, doing this wonderful, you know, scenic drive, we needed kind of a day to to kind of come down. And so we spent the next day really um, working and relaxing, catching up. Because we knew we were going to have a really big day the next day. And I was so excited about what was coming. We went into Ana Cortez, which is another little town. It's, what, like an hour, hour and a half from Bellingham? It's not quite that far. I think it was an hour. Maybe an hour, yeah. Um, Really cute town. Oh, my gosh. Ana Cortez was so much fun. I really look forward to going back and spending more time there. Um, and we found a cute 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 little place on um, Main Street I think well I don't know if it's called Main Street but it's, it's their main Street it's their kind of main Street area um, and it was a Mexican place um, called Frida's and it is all about uh, the artist Frida Kahlo and her work you know you'll see a lot of the art hanging in there that's sort of the inspiration but the food is really good it was really delicious and um, all made from scratch, locally really good sourced. Mole, oh, yeah. yeah, their mole was incredible. Their salsas were fantastic. Just really good food and definitely like a nice, you know, find in that town. And why were we in Anacortez? We were there because we were taking a whale cruise and this was like so exciting. I had wanted to go whale watching. You know, we saw a few whales like while we were in Alaska and. That was great, but we didn't see any like super up close, you know, we were on this big ship and they were out kind of in the distance and so we never really got like a really close sighting and we didn't get like multiples. Um, And so we were really excited about doing this while watching tour and the excursions from the cruise ship to do the tour were about four times what it would have been to just do it on our own. Um, And we had had a friend actually that had been in this area and had done this and she also travels um, full time and they had seen so many sightings. It was unreal. I think there was like 99 sightings or something. So we were like, okay, we're going to do it. Um, and we were not disappointed at all. It was an amazing cruise. Um, and we, you know, went out on this boat and it was like not, not a cruise where you go out and it's, like, um, bumpy. You're not out in, like, open, open sea where it's really rough and everybody's getting seasick. Like, wasn't a deep fit sea fishing excursion or anything. So, it was, you know, really pleasant. And how long were we gone? It was, like, four or five was, hours? Yeah, it was
0: at least four, Yeah,
1: yeah, because you have to kind of get out. But even, like, pretty close to kind of that bay area, there were sightings. And we didn't just see whales. We saw... Um, corpus, you know, those little like harbor dolphins or whatever. Um, and then we saw so many different kinds of whales. That was really cool. We saw, um, orcas, which are known as killer whales and they're actually not a whale at all. They are a dolphin. Um, but anyway, that was kind of the nerdy things that we learned when we were there. Um, and, we saw so many and they would just play like right in front of the boat. They kind of like putting on a show, um, for people. And so, you know, I think I took like 1600 photos while we were on the cruise. It was crazy. There were so many dolphins and whales. And I think we saw a sea turtle and, um, birds, birds. Yeah. All kinds of birds. And anyway, and then what's the other kind of whale we saw? We saw a minky whale, That was really interesting, and that's a really big whale, yeah? That's the one that was big. And then um, we saw humpback Humpback, whale. Yeah, we saw two of those, and that was really amazing. I mean, it's so cool to see the different sizes and styles (laughs) of whales and just kind of, like, learn about them. Our guides were really amazing um to give us the, the details on all that and I'm gonna put a link to the tour company that we used um on the show notes so you can hop over to the website and check that out. Um and just you know we saw seals and learned about the different islands in the area. Um it was just cool. It was just really really cool. The only whale that is up there that we did not see was a gray whale. Um, they said it's really really rare to see the three different kinds that we saw the minky, the humpback and the orcas all in one outing um, and they've never had one where they've seen all kinds so we were kind of hoping that last time it was like come on gray whale come mm-hmm. on gray whale but we didn't see one um it was kind of not the time for them to be there um and then we were treated to an amazing sunset on the boat and you know you've got the ferries coming and going you know, taking people to the different islands and all of that because people live on different islands and have to commute. Um, And then this moonrise came up. And again, you know, it's that full moon that we'd just seen a couple nights before. So, you know, it was awesome. It was awesome. Um, So many great pictures from that. And then we got back and it was time to go to dinner. And we ended up picking A-Town Bistro. It's actually right beside Frida's. Um, the Mexican place that we talked about, but it is so awesome. A-Town Bistro, really cozy. Um, They had a fire going, you know, and kind of like a little outdoor, -outdoor, indoor-outdoor fire pit. They had um, really awesome caprese salad, and they had some of the best clam chowder I think we've ever had. That was
0: really something. Oh,
1: my gosh. So good. You know, everything's completely made from scratch. This was a gluten-free chowder. It's, you know... Sometimes they're not, you know, because people use flour to thicken thicken the sauce. I make one that's not. I'll put a link to that my recipe Uh, on the show notes but the one that they use there it it was gluten-free they didn't use any kind of thickener they actually um we talked to them about it at length because it was so delicious and they actually just simmer it until it reduces to the thickness they want and oh my gosh really good fabulous everything we had there was good i think we had a steak it was just really delightful and the service was fantastic we really you know did not feel rushed we felt very taken care of and again, we were sort of there late at night. We weren't there really past closing, but really close to it. So um, I always really appreciate when people, you know, are respectful of our time and we try to be really respectful of theirs and, and not keep anybody there too late, but... um it worked out perfectly after that cruise because we were pretty hungry and kind of cold because the drive-in on the cruise, you know, we, we wanted to be outside. They had inside where you could go be protected from the wind, but we just oh, wanted to be right there on the water um, seeing everything. And so we were a little cold. So that worked out really well. Um, and then the next day, we actually headed up back to Bellingham at night to the RV to, you know, of course, for night to sleep, to be with the dogs, all of that. Um, but the next day we did the other scenic drive I had talked about. And this is along the chunkinut. And the chunkin'ut is supposed to take you on kind of a scenic drive along the coast. And it wasn't what it was really cracked up to be
0: no you really couldn't see a whole lot there's no a whole lot of trees everywhere blocking your water views except for a few areas
1: right like I wish they would have managed that a little bit better like I think they just sort of let it go um you know I'm not really in favor of like cutting down trees or anything but there's branches and things that could have been you know pruned to keep that view up and I think like for tourists, like that would have been really nice to kind of see that managed and, and, you know, all of that. But I think maybe it was just let go. Maybe that scenic drive isn't really popular. I don't know. There was a lot of cars, but maybe a lot of people live along there, but there were a few places to turn off and kind of get a view, but you really couldn't even see anything there. So even at the turnoffs, the, the growth wasn't terribly managed. And maybe we just went in an off time. Maybe if you were to go and, um, and check it out. It wouldn't really be like that. But it was for us, and it was kind of disappointing. In fact, we called it the chunk bust instead of the chunk nut So <laughs> that was kind of our little joke. It was a chunk of bust um, But anyway, we went that afternoon up to Old World Deli for lunch and just put together, like, a charcuterie um, platter and got a salad, I think a, a little homemade soup. They did some, um, you know, everything from scratch there with the, the bone broth. And... So that was nice. Um, and just sort of hung out in the downtown. Again, there's all these little shops and galleries and things to pop into um, if you've got a little bit of time to walk around. And you can go down to the harbor. Um, we didn't find, like, an extremely um, walkable beach down there but we did find um you know a little bit of of waterfront um and there were several places to go like along the harbor that were recommended to us too that we never had a chance to check out um so there's definitely that option um and then the next day we went back to Terra co-op there at the bellingham public market and uh did a little more shopping we were um also kind of into this this coffee place that was there and we could get the local Um, local roasted stuff. So that was kind of nice. Uh, Some decaf coffee. And then we went to Boundary Bay Brewery. Um, This was actually a pretty cool little stop. We had a really good stew. Yeah,
0: that stew was really good. Yeah, it was like a...
1: Yeah, it was really good. I was thinking it was Irish beef. But anyway, it was really good. Um, And uh, then that night we saw fireworks. It was actually July 4th. So we fireworks going on over the water. That was really pretty. Um, and I'm really glad that we got to see him that night because actually I think it was the next day that the smoke from all the wildfires blew in and there was so much going on this summer with wildfires all throughout the Pacific Northwest and, you know, Vancouver, this, this actually was fires in Vancouver that, you know, the smoke was blowing down. We have some friends up there and they were affected um, by the fires, I mean they're safe, but they, of course, had terrible, you know, um, pollution from the fires. And so the whole sky turned red and was very, very thick with the smell of smoke. So we actually had a couple days that we stayed in as much as we could because it was really hard to breathe. Um, and then we got out and went to, this was, you know, when it had cleared, we went to Avenue Bread and Delhi. Um, for lunch, this is a little place down in the Bellingham kind of downtown area, um, and it was great. We just had a little soup and salad, um, and I think we split a sandwich, and it was just delicious. Everything is made on site from scratch, and uh, they had some nice, you know, real old world sourdough bread, so we did enjoy a bit of that, and uh, really nice place. I would definitely recommend it. Um, and then a couple days later, we went into Aslan Brewing Company. Um, there's tons of local breweries around. I mean, it's the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, microbrews are big up there. <laughs> are really big. And so um, we went into Aslan, and it was like a good experience, but it was kind of crazy the day that we were there because there was a huge soccer game going on, and they rolled down like these big screen TVs. They had like a big projection, and there was a lot of people there to watch the game and there was a lot of screaming and just, you know, as the game was going, kind of felt like you were at the game. Um, but what we experienced of Aslan was nice, um, but it was definitely a little overwhelming with all of that going on. And us not necessarily being soccer fans, we were kind of, you know, missing, missing out on that. Um, so then the next day we went up to Vancouver. Actually, that's sort of why we picked, Bellingham is that it would give us this opportunity to explore, you know, northwest Washington and some of the little outlying islands, but that we would also get to go into Vancouver, into Canada. Um, I will say this is the first time that we drove into Canada. We had just been in Victoria, um, you know, on the cruise, but it was a very simple process. And because we were part of a tour, we did not need GPS. We did not need our cell phones really. And I guess that's one thing that sort of escaped our thought is that, you know, Hey, we're going to cross into another country, um, and not be able to really use our phones without exorbitant charges and certainly can't be using GPS on the phones. So, you know, we did a little bit of research on where we were going and how to get around, but usually, you know, we get into an area and it's like, we kind of drive around. We have a few like touchstones and then drive around a bit and then look other places up or do directions to something or whatever when we're there. That wasn't really an option. So that was a little bit confusing and a little bit uh, frustrating at times because I felt like we couldn't really get around like we wanted to. And we actually even had a hard time getting in. We had a hard time at the border, I guess, Maybe we don't look, like, honest or something.
0: I guess we were looking a little unsavory that day <laughs> uh, or
1: something. No. I, I think we were just randomly picked to pull over. And, you know, I, I guess the thing was is that, like, we were from New Hampshire. And then why were we all the way over here? And we're like, well, we're just traveling. And it's like, well, why are you going to Canada? So <laughs> we're like, we're just traveling. Um, but anyway, we had to just pull over and go to, like, the secondary thing. And all we had to go in and do was give them our passports. At the counter um, instead of at the drive-thru. And so it really was not a big deal, but it took a long time. Um, there was a wait, and there was a group of five or six people in front of us. And so they took a while to get validated. And
0: and the guys there are in no hurry to speed no, things up. No,
1: they don't care. They're at work.
0: They're eating their sandwich. Right. And,
1: yeah. <laughs> but everybody was very, very nice. You know, that's everybody we've ever met in Canada has been very nice. Um, it just took a while to get through, and that was making our plans go a little bit later because we didn't really have a lot of time as it was. Um, and so, this way, we really were limited. But um, we did finally get through, and we went into um, the Capilano Sus- Suspension Bridge. Let me get that right the Capilano Suspension Bridge. And that was um, actually kind of one of our main destinations. It's a place my parents had visited years before and they you know said how cool it was how wonderful like you're up in a on a suspension bridge um over cliffs and water and you're up in the trees you can go up in these tree houses and and walk these you know paths between the trees and stuff so we were super excited about it and unfortunately it was a very hot and humid day very very humid Um, so that did kind of put a little bit of a damper on things because you were outside the whole time. Um, but we got there and, you know, parked and you walk across to um to the entrance and it is sort of expensive for I feel like what we were there to take advantage of because there are a few other things that if you were gonna go for a whole day and you were going with kids, I think there's a lot more to maybe experience than what we did. We were just really there to do the suspension bridge and the tree houses. And um, so I felt like it was a little expensive for that. But um, I did find that I don't particularly enjoy suspension bridges. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really the height that bothers me. It's the, swing, the yeah, yeah, it's the movement. Um, and it's not really even the fact that it moves. It's the fact that other people know it moves and they jump around and make it very difficult for you to walk. Let's just say my core got a lot of exercise like just trying to hold yourself up and not fall down while other people are jumping around on a bridge over water in the middle of a cliff tends to keep you balanced and using your abs um so anyway so we did that and so when you go in you have to walk all the way across this you know the main suspension bridge to get to the tree houses and then you climb up in the tree houses and can walk you know, from one pier to another, there's like, I mean, I think tree house is a little bit maybe overstating <laughs> yes. it. Yes, it's it is. Kind of like a ledge. It's a tree stand. It's yeah. a tree stand. That's a good one. Yeah, it's like a ledge around the a tree. Bit, yeah. And you go from one to another by little suspension bridges. Again, luckily, there weren't that many people at that time. There was one guy in front of us who thought it was really funny to keep jumping on things, but um, it looked like that could typically be very very busy um they were set up for extreme like disneyland style lines <laughs> so i'm glad we weren't there during that um, and like i said it was super hot and humid so we were kind of like ready to move on um there was an area that you can go there that is out over glass it's the glass walk and you know of course you're out on glass over a cliff and all that and it sounded really cool it was just way on the other side of the park from where we were Again, lots of people and very hot, and we just decided, you know, we're going to move on to the next thing, and, uh, but that is there, and I think it would be pretty cool. Um, so anyway, we were pretty starving at that point. We ended up going into Stanley Park. Um, Stanley Park is a great park in Vancouver. It's all along uh, the water, and we saw the seawall and, you know, walked along that, there were tons of people out in the water doing stand up paddle boarding, which is like such a popular thing. We've seen that everywhere. Looks like a lot of fun. Um, and there's just cool little areas to like drive through. And, you know, luckily, again, a lot of that is marked because typically that's when I would be pulling up my GPS and, you know, or reading about it on the website, on the park website or whatever, and saying, hey, let's do this turn off or that turn off or whatever and that was just not an option. So I think there's a few attractions there. We actually sort of missed because we couldn't find, um, but it was a neat, neat, you know, area to be. And then we went over and, um, watched the sunset over the ocean along with hundreds of other people, honestly, like it's a very popular park. And I think people just come after work and whatever, and just sort of hang out. And, you know, people were laying on the the lawn and reading there were kids playing i mean it was really something and then uh they have like some some fountains there in the city kind of square right around the park and people were playing in that i mean it was just a wild scene there
0: are people everywhere
1: everywhere absolutely everywhere um and so we watched the sunset and then you know we had sort of thought oh well we'll just kind of stumble into one of these restaurants there'll be a lot of choices And, you know, typically I'm going to, you know, pull them up on the internet on the phone and read the menus and, you know, figure out what works for us and couldn't really do that. So we kept walking into them and like reading the menus or like a lot had the menus posted outside. And we found a couple that we'd like to go to, but they had like an hour and a half wait um, because we didn't expect that area to be so busy. So anyway. We kind of got lost a little bit and went back and forth between these different restaurants and tried to decide where we were going to go and what we were going to do. I think we were kind of like frustrated and about to give up, but we ended up going back to the Fish House in Stanley Park. It's um, their local seafood place, and it just, you know, the people were super nice, but it just wasn't
0: super yeah, good. It just missed the mark a little. It
1: really did, and it was unfortunate, but you know what? At least we got some food, and... We're able to, you know, head out after that. But I do wish that we'd been able to do a little bit more research and it definitely helped us to be more prepared the next time that we, you know, we're going to head into Canada. Um, and honestly, I think, you know, we could have gone into like a hotel or something and use their wifi and it just didn't dawn on either of us to do that. Um, so, you know, that's a tip too, if you're going to be in that area. Um, and not have your normal service. So anyway, um, and then we went over by the Granville Island, uh, public market kind of on the way home. We drove through, uh, a lot of Vancouver and then, um, over there at the public market. And that would have been a really cool place to spend more time. I definitely recommend checking that out. It's very similar to like a Pike's place or something like that in Seattle, you know, lots of um, stores and shops and places to eat and, you know, things to buy. So kind of a cool area to check out, um, Granville Island public market. Um, but then we headed back. We actually did not stay in Vancouver that night cause we had to get back to the puppies and we didn't want to drag them into Canada and, you know, of course leave them in the car as we explored things. That's not good. So, um, so we did go on back and had sort of planned on coming back in a couple days, but Got really busy and didn't get to come back into Vancouver. It's definitely a place I think we want to go spend some more time. Yeah. But I mean, with Wi-Fi access. Yeah. Check yeah. out more, more
0: sites there to see for sure. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. That would be a little easier to get around. Um, and then a couple days later over that weekend, we went back to Ana Cortez. Um, we actually had lunch at Frida's again. Loved it. Um, and went into La Conner and drove... That's a cute little town. It was actually voted one of the top towns, I think, in... Top small town in Washington. Yeah, in Washington. And, you know... It was pretty cute. It was. Lots of
0: stores and...
1: Yeah, seaside, you know, which is really nice. And uh, so we checked out some places there. And then um, our goal that day was really to cover some ground. So we went over Deception Pass um, on the way to Whidbey Island and stopped in at Rosario Beach. And there was, like, driftwood and like some amazing driftwood there and lots of like really pretty colored rocks and stuff along the beach. Um, so that was really cool to explore. And then Whidbey Island, that was fun. We did a lot of turnoffs and went to a little national park or not national park, a little state park there. Um, you know, and walked along the beaches and explored the forests. And, um, we had actually planned on being on Whidbey a little bit longer, but they were having, um, road work on Deception Pass Uh, that night and that was our only way in and out so it was like kind of if you're not out by I don't remember what time I want to say it was like Like nine yeah it might have even been earlier but it was like if you're not out then you can't leave until five in the morning and so we decided hey we don't want to do that so let's go ahead and get on out so it was kind of a cool day it was um, breezy and a little rainy and you know that just made it all the more magical going to the beach, you know, when it's kind of gray. I mean, I love bright blue, you know, skies with puffy clouds and sunshine and all that at the beach. But, you know, some of those foresty, mossy places, it's kind of nice when it's a little bit overcast. And um, the photographer in me sort of likes that light sometimes. So, We had a lot of fun that day, um, checking everything out. And it's a beautiful, beautiful area. Deception pass is cool because, you know, just driving over it is neat, but you can also park and get out and walk along, um, the bridge on either side. And that's really neat because it just is, (laughs) you can see a lot and
0: goes down into the cavern there. Yeah. And there's that little
1: Island and there's fairies coming through and that was cool. So anyway, so that was kind of our last little hurrah up in Bellingham. And then, uh, After that, we're actually going to head next week um, to Olympia, Washington. And we'll be telling you about that when we visited uh, Olympia and then went out on the Olympic Peninsula um, and did the national park out there and went and spent some time with friends. So anyway, we will share that next week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Again, all the show notes can be found on realfoodwholehealth.com. Under Podcasts, under Episodes, click the episode and you'll have all the links for everything we talk about. Thanks so much for tuning in. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks so much for joining us today and please remember to leave us an iTunes review. Also, head over to our website at realfoodwholehealth.com and enter your email to receive free goodies, discounts, updates, and more. See you next time on the Real Food Whole Health Podcast.